0: In Thy name we pray, Amen. Okay, last week uh, we kind of we were talking about uh, uh, His descention into hell, and we uh, I know some some people were where are we getting that from, etc. Um, so I thought I'd just touch base. I did some research on it and that type of thing. Really, the only place that that says that is in the Apostles' Creed, and the Apostles' Creed was written. Within three hundred to four hundred a d and it was uh, written in Greek, and the Greek word that they used was hades, which meant death so um, we have that, and remember our first week of, of class we talked about creeds and how the creed uh, isn 't um, is a map right and so um, And the Apostles' Creed, of course, wasn't written by the apostles. So, um, there's six verses that kind of deal with, um, that are the most popular for the subject. And um, one is Acts 2, 31 and 32. He foresaw and spoke the resurrection of Christ, that he had not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Um, Jesus God raised up and all that are witnesses. So it says Hades there again, and again that that was um, also means just death. Um, and then um, Ephesians 4, uh, he ascended on the high, led a host of captives, and gave gifts to men. Uh, saying that he ascended also means that he descended. And this is, can talk about where in Um, we know that Christ was there in heaven in the beginning and he descended when he was born and put on earth. Um, And then the other passages are uh, 1 Peter 4, which we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, And then you got Matthew 27. None of these verses really uh, say hell, but I guess the verse that, that means the most to me is uh, Luke 23, 42, and 43. And Jesus said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So there you got Christ talking to the thief. And he says, today you're going to be with me in paradise. And of course, we know that uh, Christ never lied. And I doubt very much he was going to lie uh, two hours before. (laughs) His whole uh, mission was complete. Okay, any questions on that? Okay uh, so now uh, this is our last week, so I'm going to hopefully talk about uh, God in the spirit form and then uh, the Trinity and uh, hopefully stay out of trouble this week so <laughs> uh, so the Spirit, God the Spirit, um, is part of the Godhead, of course, and that uh, uh, the first mention of the Spirit. Is uh, the spirit hovering over the waters, and that's in Genesis one verse two already. Um, and the spirit—if you—if you, uh, you want to Google something, uh, Google the spirit in the Bible, and you will have a ton of verses to uh, to, to search. And um, and some talk about you know spirit as as the Holy Spirit, and some talk about just the spirit as a as a a, a person's. Um, so, or uh, personality, um, but most of it is uh, is uh, the spirit um, he was filled with the spirit and had the ability to do skills, or um, the spirit uh, was uh, put on the limb and he had insight or um, so every time the spirit came upon somebody, it helped them to accomplish um, a task and that type of thing, uh, more so in the in the Old Testament, and um, I think, uh, me personally, I think of the movie They Lived. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie. It was like a 1982-84 area. It was a John Carpenter film. They just came out with uh, the green screen type of thing. Uh, That was pretty cool back then. If you watch it now, it's like I really believe that you <laughs> know it 's really fakey. but uh, it was about this guy, and he was hard up on his luck, and he comes into a town and he finds work and um, a guy says hey we 're sleeping in this camp. You can come over to our camp so he goes over to the camp and um, he starts watching this church across the street and it's kind of always the choir was always singing and, and this kind of stuff and he was always kind of suspicious what's going on at that church and blah, blah, blah. And then one day he sees guys taking packages out of the cardboard boxes and boxes out of the church and they load it in the car and they, they take off and two seconds later the cops come in and they raid the place. He's like, well, what's going on with that, you know? So he goes over there and he, uh, he's a, a carpenter, right? Or no, I said, get back. he trips over some wires or something. And he finds this secret compartment. And in there's some of these cases yet. And he opens them up and they're sunglasses. So he takes the box and he ditches it somewhere and he takes out a pair of glasses. And he goes to town and he puts these glasses on and everything changes. All of a sudden the billboards uh, don't have advertising that says obey on it or trust on it and, and work and sleep, and all this kind of stuff. Takes glasses off, everything looks normal again. And then he gets in with the people, and he puts these glasses on, and the rich people, or certain different people, look really strange. Well, here to find out, when he puts these glasses on, he can tell these alien forms, and the aliens are among us. So I think, um, anybody ever see that movie? Am I the only one? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Figured. That's that's the movie that made that uh, that line uh, when he walks into the bank and he says, um, "I'm here to uh, kick butt and chew bubble gum," and I'm all out of bubble gum. That's where that that famous phrase come from. But uh, I think if we had glasses like that and we could see the spiritual world that's around us, I think we'd be um, uh, in for a wake-up call, you know. I mean, I don't think you would uh, sing in the shower the same way again, you know. I think uh, the spirit world is uh, all along us. And um, I know uh, Friselle had preached on, on ghosts before and I think um, if we're, we're believing in the in spirit world because uh, part of the Godhead is in the spirit, um, And, of course, uh, the Spirit really doesn't speak to us uh, in the Bible like God has spoken and, and Jesus had spoken. There's no, um, the Spirit said this or, or that. Um, but Jesus talked about him um, In Matthew 12, he talked about the Spirit of God, and I cast out demons. It also says, blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And, of course, that goes right with... Um, and the third commandment, right? Uh, take the name in uh, vain. He will not hold anyone guiltless, that does. And then, of course, um, the Great Commission, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, uh, Jesus introduced us. He reintroduced us, I should say, to the Holy Spirit. Um, We also, uh, I think the biggest uh, well-known story that sticks out to me, of course, is when the Holy Spirit descends on the disciples and they start talking in other tongues and the, uh, the, the fire, tongues of fire, it looks like tongues of fire above their heads. So, um, it's always uh, a, a gift when we receive the Holy Spirit. Um, The Holy Spirit is something that also is um, sent to us as a comfort. Um, and He intercedes for us. Uh, Roman eight uh, talks about this 26 through 30. Uh, likewise, the Spirit uh, helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches his heart knows that the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And now we know those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew and also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And for those whom he called, he also justified. And those to whom he justified is also glorified. So here we see that um, the Holy Spirit uh, intercedes for us. And um, so... um, With that, we talk about the, um, the whole Old Testament leads up to, to Christ. And um, now Christ is, is uh, getting ready to, um, to leave this in his ascension, right? And... Um, so it was kind of, the Spirit is sent as uh, like a comfort. Sorry, I'm getting a little dry. And we find this in John 14, 15 through 26. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. When the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, you will know him, for he dwells in you and will be with you. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring the remembrance of that what he has said to you. So how do we know the Holy Spirit? Is dwelling within us. Is it something that you, that has been with us for so long that we we know that he comes and goes, or does he stay with us? He stays with us, doesn't he? He's with. When we ask the Father, then he sends the Holy Spirit upon us. I don't think it's uh, meant to be a, a whole rushing f- effect, but the Spirit helps us and also prepares us for um, encounters and, and that type of thing if we ask him to live in us. Um, so that's about all I had really on the Spirit because I think we're... Go ahead, Bob. The two little guys on your shoulder, right? more of a conflict. There will be more where the Spirit of God is proclaiming the truth. And when not to do stuff, but that it'll be that conflict, that war with him. That's like Paul said, you know, he he wants to do what's good, he doesn't, you yeah right. Right, right. It would be worse if it wasn't there, and 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 you didn't have the little guy. You know, use that that scenario, but uh, that intertwined in, inside you uh, is what you learn from as well, right? Because if you if you don't have the one and the other, um, you're not conscious of it either. So yeah, I like that. A good point. Well, good. All right. Say it again, Mama. Sorry. Spirit. Yeah. Once you accept God, you're accepting the the, the Trinity, right? Right. Very good. Yeah. You want to read that, Joanie? First of all, he, as well as Father, the Son, is eternal God. Secondly, he has been given to me personally, so that by two things, he makes me share in Christ and all his blessings. He comforts me and remains with me forever. Beautiful. Yeah. That's the, that's the comfort that he gives us, right? Um uh, and I'm, I'm going to get into that a little bit right now with the, um, the Trinity. Um, and I'm going to read uh, uh, the Belgic Confession, Article 8, which is in the back of the Psalter hymnal if you want to, if you want to read along. I'm not sure which page it's on. It's after the, uh, I forgot to get a page number, but it's right after the uh, Heidegger Catechism. Oh, sorry. Better. Better. How's that? Better. How's that? Okay. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Sounds good. All right. Um So Article 8 of the Belgian Confession, that God is one in essence, yet nevertheless distinguishing in three persons. Uh, according, According to this truth and this word of God, we believe in only one God who is the one single essence, which in the three persons really, truly, and externally distinct according to their incommunicable properties, namely the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost. The Father is the cause, the original beginning of all things visible and invisible. The Son is the word, wisdom, and image of the Father. and The Holy Ghost is the external power and might proceeding from the Father and the Son. Nevertheless, God is not by this distinction divided into three persons since each, since the Holy Scripture teaches us that the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost have each its his personality distinguished by their properties, but in such a wise that these three persons are not are but one only but the one only God. Hence then it is evidence that the Father is not not the Son, nor the Son the Father, and likewise the Holy Ghost is neither Father nor the Son. Nevertheless these persons thus distinguished are not divided or intermixed. The Father has not assumed the flesh, nor hath the Holy Ghost, but the Son only. The Father has, been, has never been without His Son or the Holy Ghost. Therefore, all three co-eternal and co-essential. There is neither the first nor the last. They are all three one in truth, power, goodness, and mercy. And I like it in it too like a cooling unit where you have a, a motor and a fan and a belt. And all three work as one unit. If you're missing one of the components, it's not going to function. And that's kind of how we have with the, Holy, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And um, I thought that was the one that And also so yeah. I think the Trinity is something that's, that's really hard for us to understand unless you're a God-like thinking. Um, but I think we understand enough of what we need to to, to praise him. So when we pray, uh, sometimes we say our father, sometimes we say um, son, how does that get, how do we pray to the triumph God when we use one name or the other? You know what I'm trying to say? You it, pray, it's it's like it's say it again, Andy, a little longer. The only answer in that, why is that, you think? Because he's the one that's been put on the right hand, the the seat, right? He's a throne. He's he's the one that suffered and died. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think any time that we, because if you're praying just to one, you're still praying to all three because they're all connected and they're all working as one, one continual Godhead. So... Good. You just these three one. Are but one. and yeah in the solid technically you to be really careful with that and you have right yeah yeah and that's why um, that's why I kind of use that 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 cooling system right because you do have the three different personalities you have a motor you have a belt and you have a fan and but yet there's still one one unit and one is not the other but they are still the godhead Good. Thanks. Okay, that's about all I had, actually. So, uh, any other questions or comments? Yeah, it was the Aqua That was when they first came out. Yep. Yeah, I remember that, actually. I don't know if I remember all the sermons, but I remember that one. (laughs) But I think, Dave, you and I were young at that time, so we probably were up front. We were our children up front, yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah, right, I, I agree with that, I don't think we can fully understand it until, and there's, there's more things than that, that we, but we understand enough of it, as, as always, he gives us enough that we understand, but, um, you know, like Purcell said with the atom, I mean, it was hidden from us for a while until somebody figured it out, and until he wants us to know, we're not going to, I don't think, but it's an interesting study, so, good, okay, let's pray. Dear Lord in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that um, we had this time together. We thank you, Lord, that we uh, were able to uh, go through a a very small portion of the um, Heidelberg Catechism, but we um, learn about you and your world, and we thank you, Lord, for the many blessings you send upon us, and we thank you for this time. In thy name we pray. Amen.